Hi, folks. It's Rabbi Sharon Browse here. You are listening to Ikar's podcast, where you can hear our sermons from Shabbat and holidays, our guest speakers, our teachers, anything we think worth listening to that we can capture, you can hear right here. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Shabbat Shalom. Uh, we just heard the names, so many names of your loved ones, and uh, this sermon is about names. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about the significance of names and the power of naming. I'm thinking about it on a deeply personal level because uh, my husband and I are expecting another child in the spring. Um, and I'm thinking about it when I'm helping someone choose a Hebrew name in the process of converting to Judaism. And I've been thinking about a lot when we've been saying the names of loved ones during our prayer for healing and before the mourner's Kaddish. Names and naming are central throughout the book of Genesis. The first human beings are named by God and the generations of their descendants are described in long genealogical lists of names. Often the Torah will interrupt the narrative suddenly and awkwardly to include a list of generations name by name. And whenever a significant character has a child or a character experiences some kind of transformation, the Torah tells the story of that person being named or renamed. Isaac's name reminds us of Sarah's laughter at his miraculous conception. Jacob's name describes his relationship with his brother Esau. The names that Leah and Rachel give to their sons express their deepest longings and prayers. And here in this week's parsha, Joseph names his sons after his experience of suffering and redemption. He names his firstborn son Menashe, meaning God has caused me to forget my, all my toil and my father's house. And he names his second child Ephraim, meaning God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And there's one more naming story related to this Parsha and to the story of Joseph that the rabbis tell. It comes at the climactic moment when Joseph first lays eyes on his little brother, Benjamin, after not seeing him for decades. Benjamin is the son of Jacob that Joseph demands that his older brothers bring to Egypt before he's willing to release them or to reveal his identity to them. Joseph has a special relationship with Benjamin, his only brother who shares the same mother and father, and the only brother who wasn't involved in abusing him and selling him into slavery. And Benjamin is the beloved youngest child of Jacob, who he fears losing after already grieving the loss of his treasured son, Joseph. After Jacob finally gives in and allows his sons to take Benjamin to Egypt, Joseph, still unknown to his brothers, sees his little brother Benjamin for the first time. In the Torah, it says he lifted his eyes and saw Benjamin, his brother, the son of his mother. And he said, is this your little brother whom you told me about? And he said, may God favor you, my son. It's at this moment that Joseph is completely overcome with love and compassion and longing. The Torah says, Joseph rushed away for his compassion was stirred toward his brother and he wanted to weep. So he went into another room and he wept there. 
Although the Torah's language is sparse as usual when it describes this powerful interaction, the rabbis imagined a much fuller exchange between Joseph and his little brother, Benjamin. In Masechet Sota in the Talmud, the rabbis imagined the conversation going like this. Upon seeing Benjamin, Joseph asked him, do you have another brother born to your mother? And Benjamin replied, I had a brother, but I don't know where he is. Do you have any children, Joseph asked. And Benjamin replied, I have 10. Joseph asked, and what are their names? And Benjamin told Joseph each of his son's names. And Joseph asked, what is the significance of these names? And Benjamin replied, all of them are connected to my brother Joseph and the troubles that befell him. My first son was named Bella because my brother was swallowed up among the foreign nations. My second son was named Becher because my brother was the firstborn of my mother. Ashbel because God put my brother into captivity. Gera because my brother was a stranger in the place he lived. Naaman because my brother was very pleasant to look at. Echi and Rosh because he was my brother and my superior. Mupim because my brother learned from the mouth of my father. Chupim because my brother did not see my wedding and neither did I see his wedding. And Arad because my brother went down to Egypt. And it was at that moment, say the rabbis, when Joseph heard the names of his nephews and their meetings that Joseph was overcome with love and compassion and was moved to tears. This conversation that the rabbis imagine, which includes this list of names and their meanings is profound and poignant. Every name expresses Benjamin's deep love and longing for his older brother. My heart absolutely breaks when he shares the name of his sons, Chupim, saying that he was named that because they weren't able to be at each other's weddings. The names tell us about the pain and consequences of being separated from loved ones, which we all know and understand more than ever these days. But what I also love about this story is what Benjamin did with his grief for his brother. His love for him was so deep that he expressed it in the naming of his children. Although he couldn't be with his brother or know if he would ever see him again, Benjamin brought Joseph presence into his life through the act of naming. So I take two pieces of wisdom from this story. The first is that even when we're apart from our loved ones, as so many of us are right now, whether we're separated by distance or by stay-at-home orders or even by death, we can still conjure their presence in our lives. While it might not be in the act of naming a child, it could be in some other way, ways that are familiar to us. We can do a mitzvah or perform an act of kindness in honor of a loved one we miss. We can frame a picture of them and put it somewhere we can see it often. We can plant something for them. We can dedicate our work to them or even make a better choice because we know they would want that for us. And the second thing I learned from this story is the power not only of giving someone a name, but simply saying their name. As we learn from Torah generally, and from this narrative in particular, every name carries with it a story and a web of relationships. 
A name carries hopes, dreams, and prayers. So when we name a child or choose a Hebrew name or say the name of someone who's ill or recite the name of a loved one who's died, we not only lift that particular person, but we acknowledge the world, the breadth of humanity that exists within them. And this is why it's so essential to say out loud the names of individuals, especially when they might otherwise be referred to as a number or a statistic or a category or God forbid, a racial slur. This is why we must name each and every person whose life has been taken by the coronavirus. This is why we continue to name and tell the stories of Holocaust victims. This is why we must say the names of each and every black and brown person whose life has been stolen by racist hatred. This is why we say the names of every LGBTQ individual who has died on account of gender-based violence. This is why we say the names of friends and loved ones who are fighting illness and why we recite the names of loved ones who have died. This is why we address each other by name and ask a stranger, what's your name? Because when we do this, we pronounce a person's humanity, we declare their dignity, we proclaim their belonging, and we celebrate their impact on us in the world. Let's say their names. Shabbat Shalom. Hey everybody, Randy Sklar here. I'm an eCar member. And Jason Sklar here. I'm an eCar fan. Yeah, and we uh, love eCar so much. We love the message that eCar uh, delivers in their many podcasts. And we feel like most people feel there aren't a lot of podcasts in this world. I think there are only two or three. There's only a couple. So what we'd like you to do is donate to eCar. Get ecar-la.org uh, so that they can do more podcasts and more cool things because Lord knows the world needs more podcasts. Yep.